I mean, you I gotta know, give them a little. Bit I know of you always joke around yeah. that I'm a free range child, because <laughs> you know they were very, they're very relaxed on hands a lot off. of hands off, very relaxed on you know allowing me to make um, decisions. But for certain things like education and social life, yeah, they were very strict, and especially dating. Um, so it's so funny. Like my dad, every time the phone would ring, and I, I knew it was for me, I would run to the phone to answer it. And my dad would pick up the the other line. So my dad would listen to the other line. And if it was a boy, it didn't matter what conversation I was having, even if I was working on school work, because you know the guy was my partner. Right. Uh, it was. Um, it's for lab or something. Of, yeah. Who are you talking to? Why are you talking to him? <laughs> Just hang up. Hang up now. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Magnetic Mismatch Show. My name is Linda. And this is Will. <laughs> I'm heated. <laughs> My name is Will. <laughs> what? Why are you heated? Are you just I'm trying not, to make fun of me? I'm just mocking you. Oh. Hmm. That's not very nice. <laughs> I don't sound like that. Well. Is that how I sound to you? Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Just like whiny and like. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm heated. Yeah, it's because you just want some more team will. Uh, I definitely need more people on my side. <laughs> so I made a, a little um, funny Instagram clip of me torturing Will. And Will's like, yeah, you see, I'm going to gain some followers. I'm going to gain some team will. Yeah, people can, the world can see how what I have to deal with every a day. little monster. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I've been getting a lot of love for that. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. the world wants um, to see me torture you. Maybe. Maybe that's good content. People are commenting that uh, they're like, oh, I do that too, you know? <laughs> or that's awesome. Saw a couple of those comments. <laughs> that's so cute. Oh, God. Please, no. no don't <laughs> encourage this one. Uh, so well, what are we talking about today? So today we are talking about growing up with immigrant parents. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because we both come from... Immigrant parents. Yeah. Yeah. We're the product of immigrant parents. It's pretty it's pretty funny now that we think about it. Looking back. Looking yeah, back. It's kind of a, a journey. Yeah. But it's it's frustrating at the time, you know, growing up here or uh, at least I was born here. Mm -hmm. um, you immigrated here when you I were did. very little, but pretty much your whole childhood and upbringing was here in the US. Yeah. I just felt like it never really fitted in. Right? It's like you watch Full House and you're like, wait, my childhood and my parents are not, not like, like that. This. It's not like that. <laughs> How come it's like this on TV? And, yeah. And at home, it's like, nope, complete opposite or different. Yeah. And I get frustrated sometimes. Right. Yeah. There's definitely some things that jump to mind, you know, when we're thinking about um, the style of raising a kid, you know, from a more, I don't know if I, is it, I, I wouldn't say just Eastern, maybe for us, because obviously that's where, our parents are from more in Asia. Um, mm -hmm. The way that they brought us up, uh, we could definitely now clearly see the differences between um, their style and more Americanized styles yeah. as well. And we like to emphasize there's no one right way. Um, but for us, we're a byproduct of both 
uh, Eastern and Western upbringing. So yeah. we get the luxury to pick what we like and what we didn't like. Yeah, that's true. Maybe you didn't at the time because you didn't have a choice. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would fight your parents on certain things. But we're going to get into that. So I think one of the ones that stand out to me the most um, with being raised from immigrant parents from Asia, specifically China, um, is the emphasis of education. <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it's like your kind of typical thing where uh, they had a very strong strong recommendation that we focus on math <laughs> science <laughs> science and computers right yeah um which is fine i mean because those are really good fields to be in and uh probably in their minds it was like if you study those fields those are the ones that are going to give you the best chance for a good job right yeah. stable they want a stable high-paying job right us. with a lot of prestige too yeah prestige it's <laughs> huge yeah. And I, I would think like, you know, kind of looking back now, I think it's where that comes from is probably because um, in their countries, when they were being brought up, those were the subjects that produced the highest paying jobs or gave you the best shot of being uh, financially successful mm -hmm. in society. Right. And even here, too, in the U.S. Yeah. And keep in mind um, for them growing up, what, in the 70s? 70s? Was it? Is it 60s? Maybe 60s, 70s? I think, yeah, like 50s and 60s. <laughs> they didn't have like the That's technology. Embarrassing. <laughs> well, our parents. Yeah. Yeah, they grew up in probably 50s, you're right. <laughs> our 50s, parents aren't that young like in the 70s. Um, that's true. I mean, like, that was part of their gen yeah, like time. Yeah. but Probably not like during the 50s, 60s, 70s. And for that us... That was definitely not when they were born. Yeah, yeah, and for us, we grew up in the, the 90s. And keep in mind, social media wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like they were... You know, we were able to get a job by growing an Instagram follower. Right. That was no it, a job a option. Or, yeah. or this, podcasting. Yeah, so I understand... Like, um, that's why they didn't emphasize a lot on arts and and communications and all the other um, subjects in school. Music. Because, yeah, because they wanted to give us the best chances of making it in America. Sure, especially since they moved their entire lives to come out here, mm -hmm. not speaking the language a lot of times or not knowing the language and not having any connections or anything. Uh, you're probably going to want to push your kids towards the highest probability that they're going to be financially okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though like, uh, but you know what you were saying, there's certain subjects, right? That we look back now and it's like, damn, we wish we would have been a little bit, they would have steered us in more of that direction. You know, yeah. things like business, entrepreneurship, communication, right? Mm -hmm. um, those are so foreign to us. Music. Music. Although, I'm, well, that's not true. <laughs> Like in Asians, like, That's I mean, my true. parents, they said you could study music too. What was it? <laughs> Except it was, you. if you want to learn music, okay, cool. There's two instruments. You can either play the violin or the piano. <laughs> and that was it. Violin or piano. There was apparently no other instruments that existed in their minds. <laughs> Funny story. I actually played the, the piano. Did you? Yeah. What? Growing up. I was terrible. Like terrible. No wonder I never heard you talk about it. <laughs> I was so bad at it. I was embarrassed to even tell anybody. So you had like a tutor, like an actual. Okay. So there's this um, uh, older gentleman down the, the street from us. Um, he was a, a retired 
um, pianist. Pianist. Oh, pianist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm just teasing you. Um, it's a funny word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah PG. PG. <laughs> PG. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. So he taught um, piano for I think it was like five dollars a session. What? Yeah. It was very affordable. What kind it's like of? Who is private tutoring? Is this? <laughs> yeah, it was for five dollars for um, thirty minutes. Okay, he taught like a wow, bunch of wow, that's a hell of a deal. Yeah, he, he taught a bunch of the the local um, you know kids in that near neighborhood. Okay, um, it was just in his house, and you know he would give you a time slot, and you would show up. For me, it was like Wednesday at three thirty o'clock. Mm-hmm. My dad would walk me down the street into the guy's house to play piano, and my dad would sit in the waiting room and listen to how oh okay your dad was there too yeah yeah he's old he was like probably in his yeah. 80s i'm yeah. just like that's kind of weird like no 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 let There's... me drop up this drop off my daughter or, or kid at a random person's house well i guess he's not he wasn't that really like, random yeah, because we street. had um other like relatives gotcha, that went gotcha. to um school there for playing the piano he was the guy he was the guy yeah but he that's, was affordable that's pretty, yeah, you know that's he was really like good um yeah so my dad poor dad sat there <laughs> to listen to how horrible it was <laughs> he brought earplugs <laughs> he learned <laughs> i was like tone deaf rhythm deaf um i don't know it was just i just Not never good. yeah and you could hear the guy screaming at me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i could see that yeah i was in I was that was in your your instrument. No. So basically, since you weren't good at the piano, your only other instrument would have been violin. Yeah, but no because- one taught violin for five dollars, <laughs> so yeah. I never got the opportunity to try that. That's out. pretty cool. At least yeah. you, you, I mean, you had the experience. I was going to say you learned an instrument, but <laughs> let's say you had the experience of trying an instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I ever even attempted. Yeah, no, we we couldn't afford any. Um, private lessons you to my we didn't know about that yeah. and uh you know a piano costs a lot of money it's to very buy. expensive yeah. um i actually think our my cousin had a piano though their family had a piano we we didn't really have one my cousin yeah she she was able to take lessons and stuff mm-hmm. like that but that was the extent of our our uh, music program or music knowledge you know other than like listening to it on the radio and stuff but I think my parents hoped that I would be good at the piano because they saw my <laughs> aunt who got a full um, college scholarship. Wow. She, uh, Quinn, uh, uh-huh. she p- played the piano really well. So she actually got a full scholarship. Damn. Yeah, playing the piano. And I think my parents <laughs> hoped that would be their child. That's the Asian thinking. <laughs> it's like, not because, uh, you, you know, playing the instrument for your joy or for... <laughs> creating art nah dude it's for a free ride yeah <laughs> for a free for ride a school for a school for college or education but you better go into a math science or engineering <laughs> exactly. program you're learning the music in order to go to one of the other subjects exactly. that they want exactly that they limit it to because you know when it comes to asian parents or immigrant <laughs> parents you know in their mind there's only a handful of um careers yeah, yeah that you can choose from so it's like oh what do you want to study what do you want to be the girl no no it's not even it's like yeah we give you choices right because you know we complain like well you don't let us pick it's like yeah we do doctor lawyer accountant or engineer here pick one (laughs) that was it you know and it was so ingrained in us you know again same thing right because uh stability those professions there's prestige there's typically high paying incomes right 
So that was the, in their mind. Uh, we're teasing them, of course, yeah, of but course. it's coming from a good place. It's coming from love. Of they course. just want to maximize our chances. Like, I understand. Yeah. But <laughs> when I was li- younger, though, I couldn't understand why I always had to go to tutoring, yeah. math tutoring to be exact, after school every other day. Um, my dad would pick me up from school and uh, drive me. Um, to this community learning center mm-hmm. and where his friend was a math um, teacher slash tutor and would sit there and I would do math for another three hours oh after goodness. school. And I couldn't understand why I had to do so much math. You probably thought like every other kid had to do the same thing, right? Kind of. <laughs> I didn't know better. <laughs> it, it was just, well, that's what they told me to do. And this is my schedule. I would go through. You wouldn't question it. That's the thing. Yeah. So we were kind of taught not to question the adults, right? Sure, yeah. Um, okay, that's interesting. I mean, so you learned some extra, like, I mean, you learned Vietnamese there too, right? At, no, that was no? at different. church school. That, that was, was church the school. Weekend. That was different from tutoring. I got you. Yeah, tutoring oh, was damn. weekday. <laughs> and um, church school, where I learned Vietnamese, was on the weekend. Oh, wow. I know. So you had a full seven-day schedule. Yeah. They mm. kept me busy, so I wouldn't do anything else but go to school. I feel your pain, though. I mean, when we were, uh, I think, in elementary school, that's when they made us go to Chinese school, and which was basically a Catholic church that taught Cantonese mm-hmm. and Mandarin. Um, and it was crazy because it's the same, same thing. You know, like every weekday, I don't remember if it was every single weekday it was like maybe like you said three days out of the week four days out of the week something like that but immediately after school my aunt would pick us up and then drop us off at the church um it's kind of like babysitting too right (laughs) like we'll drop them off for two hours we don't have to deal with them um but i remember it was like the homework and the 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 workload was you have to write the chinese character like 50 to 100 times and we're talking the same word 50 times (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that was like, that was your homework assignment. And you would have to write multiple words. So each word is 50 to 100 times. It's so mundane, so boring, right? Um, and then you're learning and speaking it to and reading it. A so you bit. must be a pro writer. I don't remember any of that stuff. <laughs> that Shame on older. you. I'm telling your mom. So basically, my parents wasted all that money for no reason. <laughs> Oops. Oh, no. I can speak it, though. I mean, it's like... Uh, speak it in like a dialogue like That's an good. everyday language but i didn't really pick that up from chinese school though what? i actually picked it up watching because my mom used to watch a lot of uh, hong kong tv shows <laughs> and um you know there's a station that's really popular in hong kong called tvb and that's where I learned my Cantonese was watching those Chinese dramas that my mom was watching. I would just pick it up. And it was funny because the way they speak is not as formal. It's very like slang and things mm-hmm. like that. So I would pick up that type of speaking. And, you know, whenever I would speak to an older person, they're like, what the heck? Like, what? <laughs> you know, and the accent isn't perfect. So they're like, what are you trying to say? You know, it's like, or it can come off as rude, but uh-huh. I don't know that. I just assume. Because that's what I heard, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty funny experience. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, both had to go through that pain, huh? Yeah. Extra learning. Yeah. Well, and then like, what about um, homework, you know? 
homework. Yeah, like you finish your homework and are you done? No, you better work on five more chapters after <laughs> that. You better be ahead of your class. It's it wasn't ever like oh go finish your homework. It was finish your homework so that you can skip ahead and learn the extra stuff. It's like. Huh? What? <laughs> like, no, now you have homework on at home on yeah. top of the regular homework that you were assigned. Or my mom would make up more homework for me. Oh yeah, they get very creative. They with get that. very creative. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember in elementary school, uh, my mom would come up with additional math problems. Oh or, yeah. Or she built too. me a clock and would make me sit there and read the clock. Oh, my God. <laughs> Or, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I will give them credit. Like, um, you know, as busy as our parents were, because most most of our immigrant parents, they're so busy just trying to pay the bills, right? Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, that even when they got home and, and they're tired and everything else and they make you a hot meal, right? Mm-hmm. That was another thing I appreciated. Um, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, they still took some time, you know, out of their schedule to sit down with us and, and help us with homework or like, I don't know, challenge us and give us way more stuff than what's what was taught or assigned, you know? Yeah, because I, I, I think in our culture, too, it's very competitive. Right? Super competitive. It's like it's like for everything, even height, butt-to-butt oh butt measurement. <laughs> oh, my kid is an inch taller than yours. That's right. That's the Asian way. <laughs> Every time you would see, like, go to a family reunion or you see your cousins or something, it's like the first thing the aunties and uncles all want to do. And it's like, all right, stand, stand, be, stand there, stand there behind each other, butt to butt, right? <laughs> and it was crazy. And then it's like, oh, oh, he's got, he's got you by a half an inch. Yeah. Or like, and they start what, bragging about it. Yeah. Or grades or what's um, that kid studying? Any awards. Oh, or, my, God, oh my yeah. goodness. I forgot all about that. That's yeah. crazy. That's a long time ago. Or like, oh, he'll eat anything. <laughs> like, you know, like he's very not, oh, he's they're not, not picky. picky. Yeah, that was something, even something like that is something, something to brag about. Because it's, it's all about face, right? Yeah. How does it look to the rest of the family or <laughs> um, any of that stuff? It's like prestige, right? Yeah. So that was always interesting. So you, as a kid, you're like, oh God, oh, you know, God. you don't look forward to those family reunions because you know, they're going to start like comparing you and asking you about, oh, how are your grades? You know, how are you doing school? Well, my, you know, son got this or my daughter got this award um, mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Got this trophy. And yeah. you're, you're just like, your self-esteem is just going lower and lower. And then after the family reunion or hangout, it's like, you need to step up Oh, exactly. They start giving you like, it's lecture. a lecture. It's like a lecture all the way home. Very blunt too. And exactly. Your parents would start getting on your ass. Like, yeah. Just, oh, you need to do better. Did you hear? You know, this person did this. Now you need to do this. Now you need to up one. They got an A. You need to get like an A++ somehow. It's like, that doesn't exist. You need to study harder. It's like... That's how it was. Yeah. All the, yeah. All, <laughs> even through college, that person got into that college. Why oh are you going to God. that college? That was a yeah, high pressure time. <laughs> there was so much pressure because then it's like you don't want to get into a school that um, brought shit. <laughs> I was going to say that brings shame, but it's like like you, you have that in the back of your mind. Like, oh, damn, I have to study extra hard. I need to like at least get into a, a decent school, mm-hmm. um, something reputable or whatever, right? Yeah. Which 
by the way, you know, in the real world, employers don't even care that much about no. where you went to school. No, that was Especially the now. pressure that we were put upon us. Right, right. Um, knowing what we know now, that really isn't important. It's all about skills, and it's a lot of times the things it's you learn in school. Yeah, it's yeah. You, it's something you pick up on the job too. You know. Mm-hmm. It's not through the theories and concepts. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes. But, yeah. But a lot of times it's um, things they don't teach in school, like soft for sure. skills. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Get which you very far in life. Yeah. Which I think is is one of the um, flaws or one of the things maybe that um, Asian parents or immigrant parents overlook, you know, because yeah. they focus so much on the practical and technical skills like the computer science, the math, the science, right? All that mm-hmm. stuff. But they don't focus on other things like arts that like we were talking about, music, sports. Yeah. <laughs> that was the last thing an Asian parent would talk about. It's like <laughs> like sports. What, what do you... What? Above Asian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't exist in the 90s, apparently. <laughs> like there were no, no such thing as buff Asians yeah. until like more recently where powerlifting is more popular and... You know, there's more exposure and it's like, it's crazy, right? Yeah. But that was the, the thought before. <laughs> yeah. But I wish they did um, emphasize a lot more on communication because, you know, it that carried on to my adulthood. I was having a very difficult time um, articulating my feelings. Yeah. Um, you know, these little like um, soft skills sometimes, um, you know, that could mean difference of getting the job or not getting the job. Mm-hmm. Right or making connections with people, because that's that's like social like credit. Sure, yeah, um, it's how to like just be like socially adept, right? Yeah, because there there wasn't there's so much emphasis on academics that we um, tend like the the push was for academics get good grades, um, and they thought that that equals success that mm-hmm. equals opening doors which yes that's yes, a part of it that's a part of it agreed but they kind of neglected the other things which like you said i i agree with you communication is an important skill teamwork yeah. leadership teamwork. right all those other uh things that weren't really taught uh, mm-hmm. maybe even in school um but they definitely weren't even brought up um you know when we were kids and what you realize is as you get older even for a job if you're tr- even if you have the best grades if you don't know how to communicate or articulate yourself yeah. in a job interview, yeah. you're not going to get the job. Even though you may have the skills for it and you right. can be the best, but if you cannot articulate yourself or communicate um, to your employers why they should hire you, right? you know, you might miss out on an opportunity where you would have been the best at it. And you could have someone the opposite, right? Maybe mediocre grades, but they know how to communicate. They know they're likable. They have a, um, they know how to, you know, sell themselves, mm-hmm. right, to their employer. That person is probably going to get the job over the person that has better grades, but maybe more knowledge and whatnot. But doesn't mean much, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, I think it's a balance between yeah. those two. Again, we're not saying that that's an immigrant parents' fault or our parents' fault for not putting that on us. I think it was just they didn't understand like the other side of the story you know and it could be culturally different sure. in their country too i'm right. not sure how it's like there but yeah it could be because that wasn't important in their mm, country mm, that's they, true they probably would have gotten the job based on merit just alone. straight by looking at grades or yeah or what you studied yeah and what's your technical 
knowledge application, right? Mm-hmm. Or that's true. what school you came from. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, another th- uh, thing I think that we dealt a lot with was uh, in, in our upbringing, right, with mm-hmm. immigrant parents is um, how what their thought was around money, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I don't know about your parents, but um, my dad always emphasize on saving money and not being wasteful. Um, even when we went shopping, let's say we went shopping for shoes, he would always tell us to pick the, the cheapest one because no one no one's going to know the difference. <laughs> the knockoffs? Yeah. No one's going to... That he's looks like close enough to like, like the, the, even the, the Nike sign. Yeah, yeah. Even the knockoffs. He's like, he's like no one's going to open the label in back of your, your shirt and right. say, that's fake. That's true. He has a good point. <laughs> Those are my parents too. Yeah. yeah. Kind of the same thought. It's probably because they, you know, I mean... Buying a, a normal generic shirt versus a brand name, it was a huge difference. Yeah. Right. Anything closer, a lot more expensive. Back then. Back yeah, then. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So it was more always about um, what's practical, too. You know, they would buy, and back then the 90s fashion was pretty bad. <laughs> so, like, buying clothes, it was like nothing was fitted. That was the style back then. It was like baggy clothes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it worked out. I don't know if it was just because their thought process was, hey, you'll just grow into these clothes, even though they we're going to buy one size bigger, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it obviously didn't work in my case. I probably stopped <laughs> growing in the fourth, <laughs> the fourth grade or something. Oh, man. But no, I, I remember like even going to middle school, right? And, um, you know, uh, at that time, it was... Uh, the style was having baggy pants, right? You know, it's like a gang life kind of thing. I was never involved in any of the gangs or anything like that. I hung around with some people that, you know, kind of were. But even then, it was like just even if you weren't in it, it was there was such a culture like a, the hip hop culture was starting to blow up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, baggy pants was the thing, right? So and to so fit in, right? To fit in and not get bullied or or get made fun of or to feel like I belong, um, I would beg my mom to go down to downtown to buy these this brand of uh jeans called solos and they were like the baggiest freaking pants and she would always ugly yeah she would always (laughs) laugh because she's like you could fit like you know 20 chickens in there that was her way she's like why are you buying these giant baggy pants but then she thought about it she's like oh but if i buy them for you you can just grow into it and (laughs) i don't have to buy any more right okay let's get let's get them and those are the pants that you remember back then when um these pants were so big on you that you would have to fold the bottom of the oh my god (laughs) are are the cuffs yeah the cuffs cuffs of the pants you would fold them in Mm -hmm. and then you would staple them so they don't drag (laughs) on the the floor (laughs) um yeah and literally you would take a stapler and you would just staple around it (laughs) That's how that's how ghetto that was. That was the style. Oh, that and then is you awesome. would wear like you know those clean like K Swiss or Cortez, right? Those <laughs> those shoes, the the white, you know. Did you wear any of those? I didn't. Um, I think I wore K Swiss, but it mm-hmm. were, yeah, that was about it. Did your mom make you buy shoes that were like two they weren't sizes the, the, oh yeah, like to what you were saying? They're not the real K Swiss either. I'm pretty sure it was like <laughs> the knockoff K Wiss or something. <laughs> Because we bought them in Chinatown. Because uh, I'm like, wait, how these these are like ten bucks or something? 
fixed. She's like, hey, as long as it fit, though, it was always about as if it fits, it doesn't hurt your feet, then it's fine. Right. Yeah. And again, you know, it's that's what we could afford back then. And mm-hmm. I totally get it. It was or just like my dad would like humorous. knock on the soles yeah. <laughs> to make sure that they're sturdy. They're enough. real soles. Yeah. <laughs> They're sturdy enough to last us for a whole year. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's <laughs> so true. Talking about middle school. So we went to the same middle school. Yes. But not at the same time. And we didn't know each other. Yeah. But um, wearing uniform was an option, but it was in- highly encouraged. Oh, right. Um, Why? To differentiate, you know, the students from the, the gangs that were around in that area or went to the schools. This was back or, in the 90s yeah, when gang, the 90s. LA gangs were at its highest, you know, crimes yeah. and all that. Yeah, so that helped um, uh, the school differentiate right. their students, right? So it was highly encouraged that you wear uniform. Um, I don't think they made it mandatory probably until my, my last year there. But uh, my parents, when they got the notification, they chose to have us wear uniform. Mm. And it wasn't because it was for safety. It wasn't because, um, you know, it, it was encouraged also. Um, so that way uh, we can channel our energy into academics and creativity. But it was because it saved the money. <laughs> Like, it was great for my parents because all they had to buy us was like four or five pairs of pants. So you can, they can get a discount from buying in bulk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You haggle, right? Yes. Like- <laughs> no. Okay, so we would go to either um, Mervyn's. Um, oh, when my they had God. The, the Mervyn's? Cell. Yeah, when they had the oh, cell. Totally forgot or about that. There's this uniform store downtown. Yeah. And every year, they would buy us four or five pairs of pants, um, probably like 10 white shirts. Okay. And that's all they had to you buy. You can never us. have too many white shirts. Yeah, because they turn yellow. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like that's... 10 white shirts. Um, so that way they can wash all the whites together. Right. And not have to waste water mm. or a cycle, right? See? <laughs> they're Efficient, thinking. Man. Yeah, Efficient. they're thinking. <laughs> and they figured if um, they wash all the whites together, then the shirts will be good enough for the following year. Ah, <laughs> there you go. They Long were, term. See in the not begin- wasteful yeah in the beginning they were in- they were um telling my brother and i well actually no not my brother because my brother went to a different school mm-hmm. okay i guess it's just me um that uh don't worry we'll buy you different styles of uniform the following year okay but oh the f- they tricked you yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the following year rolls around and they're like it's <laughs> it's perfect, perfect. <laughs> and you haven't grown it still fits you oh my goodness yeah that's so why. guess what Kept they had it all them. planned along. They all, uh, yeah they planned all along i mean you've met my parents yeah, they're really course. smart yeah <laughs> Ooh, they got you there they're probably laughing like yeah. i probably wore the same set of <sighs> uniforms like, through entire how, middle school <laughs> how cute she bought it she thought we were actually Gonna buy her new stuff. Uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, and that was more of a luxury to buy new clothes, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of hand me downs, or um, like you said, you just have to take care of those clothes. If you if they bought you um, a set of new clothes, you better take care you of better them. Better take care of it because <laughs> you're not gonna get one for a little while. Another new one, you or know? in my case, until you grow. <laughs> until you grow. But that, that did was it. <laughs> that was their motivation. So it's like <laughs> I want to grow, but it's like. Uh, it's not happening dude like 
You know? I wanted to grow. That was them trying to motivate you. Like, hurry up and get your growth spurt. <laughs> I already had it. I'm stuck. I grew two inches. That was it. That was it. That was the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah, that was funny. Um, and then another thing I think that comes to mind, you know, uh, would be the social life. Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. <laughs> um, yeah, because immigrant parents are strict, man. Very strict. Especially with dating 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 what's what's that exactly. you know like but then that was non-existent when you're in middle school and high school no even in college it's crazy right even in high school even in, or college. Just even in college really remember your mom she was so sad when oh, you it started didn't stop dating me, but yeah like because then she couldn't monitor anymore yeah she didn't want but you that to... was her message for sure yeah she told you uh when we first started dating your mom was like no don't date Focus on your career. On your career, yeah. And you were already done with college. Yeah, and oh, I don't know if she's listening to this, but yeah, of course I dated in college. But the thing is, that was her message. You're absolutely right. It was like, I heard it in middle school. I heard it in high school. I heard it in college. Like, focus on your studies because they were worried that I would get distracted yeah. in college, um, partying or whatever, right? You know what college kids do and, and uh, not get my degree. Mm-hmm. And I will, <laughs> I was actually a pretty bad student. So I can see they have, there was some, you know, um, some reasoning behind why they were worried. <laughs> like, I remember my dad, because uh, I always been like, you know, like a BC student. And it wasn't that, I don't know, it was just the it, the subjects and sitting down and, you know, reading a book was so boring to me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't challenging. It wasn't, or not challenging. I guess that's just the wrong word. It was like, it just it didn't interest me. I didn't have the concentration like to sit there and then study and then you know take a test, memorize, memorize. Yeah. I hate memorizing stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so I I got through middle school. I got through high school with, I guess, decent grades. I mean, I I did maintain a three point which that's in failing. Today's, that's today's failing in Asian standard. <laughs> no, but also in Asian standard, that is failing. Yeah. 3.0. That's like an hell? embarrassment like to the family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you disgraced us. No, so I graduated at least with a 3.0 in high school. And then um, uh, <laughs> my I got into college. Um, and then my dad was like, I've never seen him so relieved before in his <laughs> life. <laughs> he told me, he's like, oh, wow. I didn't think you would get in. I was like, are you serious? Like, he didn't think I would get into any college. He was just so relieved. I'd never seen him that relieved in my whole life. And I was cracking up. I'm like, did you have that little faith in me? I don't know if he remembers this or not. I definitely remembered him, his reaction. It was, I was like, what? wow, <laughs> this is my dad. Oh, man, because he would always see me goofing around and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And and uh, um, he was always busy work with work, so... You know, he didn't have the same time to, like, help me with tutoring and stuff like that. My mom would try here and there, but, Mm -hmm. you know. But, you know, you're, like, your siblings are so smart. Oh, yeah. I think I'm the black sheep for sure. They're very um, academically smart. Very smart. Yeah. My younger brother, my younger sister, both of them are, uh, they had awesome grades. My brother graduated valedictorian for his high school. Um, Yeah, just you know, top of class and all that stuff. But so I, somehow... I, I, can see, I can see why they would worry about you. Because if they had... You know, because if their other two kids right. were... They were fine. Yeah. They did what they needed to do. They, uh, yeah, they made I the family be, proud. 
Thank God for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know what went wrong with me in that generation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, no dating, right? For that time, you couldn't have a girlfriend. Um, and it was hard. You know, there were definitely times in like middle school and high school, you see your friends, you know, having a girlfriend um, and you get dating. curious you get curious it's like oh that looks you know cool or whatever and I remember there were a couple of times too that um you know like a couple of girls like liked me mm-hmm. and I knew about it because I heard from you know like passing notes and they're saying <laughs> would you know they'll pass notes and say will you do you be my yeah will you be my boyfriend or this or that and I would get so shy and scared uh-huh. that I would just ignore them like I wouldn't even talk to them yeah and it was weird you know and that was because like there was i would hear my mom's voice <laughs> traumatized man like my mom would be like no dating you know no yeah. dating in school get good grades it's like dude <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh. so i didn't have a girlfriend or, or any of that stuff i didn't date when i was uh until i went to college actually first year away from the parents they couldn't monitor me i didn't you know i was living on my own and um yeah i had my first quote-unquote girlfriend which was like three months or something so but my first dating experience yeah Yeah, so that was cool yeah oh my parents were the same way especially (laughs) my dad during what like middle school college middle school high school college that's why i didn't i didn't bring you home to meet my parents until what eight years in or something really was it that long <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god i was god. scared i was traumatized from childhood i mean they knew that you were dating yeah but, but they didn't, didn't know i didn't officially introduce that's you. true that's true right i, wow. I didn't want to introduce you yeah, until i was jerk. sure <laughs> i was wondering i was like I was, she embarrassed of me or something i mean if you if you grew up with my parents you very would strict un- understand yeah. as, okay i mean you I gotta know, give them a little bit i know you always joke around yeah. that i'm a free-range child because <laughs> you know they were very they're very relaxed on hands a lot off of, hands off very relaxed you know allowing me to make um decisions but for certain things like education and social life yeah they were very strict because okay. they didn't want me to um accidentally um hang out with the wrong crowd get pregnant get in trouble um and especially dating um so it's so funny like my dad every time the phone would ring and i, I knew it was for me i would run to the phone to answer it and my dad will pick up the the other line or the other phone. Yeah, this was back when you had no cell phones. It was like a wire, like a landline. Landline. Landlines yeah, in the house. the landline, I would answer. Um, my dad would answer the the other line to hear in what was going on. <laughs> he was on. eavesdropping. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, and if it was, actually, though, that's true. That's what parents would do. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So my dad would listen to the other line, and if it was a boy, it didn't matter what conversation I was having, even if I was working on school work because you know the guy was my partner. Right. Uh, it was. Um, it's for lab talk or something. The, yeah. Who are you talking to? Why are you talking to him? <laughs> Just hang up. Hang up now. And, and I'm like, Dad, I'm I'm working on project. You, there's no such thing as project with the boy. Yeah. Hang up. Yeah, you- I know the I know that trick. <laughs> project. Oh my god. Yeah, so I would never give out my phone number because I was embarrassed of, you know, the couple incidents that happened. You totally got traumatized. Um, yeah, I was traumatized or um my dad would, you know, either uh drive me home from school to make uh-huh. sure that I wasn't walking home with a boy. Oh man. Even in college. Uh-huh. 
wait, how did he monitor you in college? Oh, well, you lived at home. I lived at home. Yes. So every time I passed 10 p.m., I would get a message from dad, where are you? You want me to take away your car? <laughs> oh, damn. Whoa, I didn't know about all this. Damn. Um, okay. But I, I don't know. Knowing now, I, I don't know if he would actually do it or not. They were trying to protect you. Right. Yeah. Especially being a girl, right? Um, yeah. Because in our, like where we grew up in East Los Angeles and at the time uh, in the 90s, teen pregnancies was a big oh, problem. It was huge. Yeah. Like a lot it of was a huge our issue. classmates, I remember like you would see people getting knocked up and girls like what, 14, 15, not even that, like some younger than that yeah. getting pregnant. Yeah. In our high school, we had one of the highest pregnancy rates. Right. And, uh, and then they couldn't graduate. Yeah, and we had, uh, yeah, one of the lowest graduation rates. And I, I, I could see why, you know, my parents, or especially mm-hmm. my dad was being like A that. A little more protective. Protective, yeah. Yeah. Well, I always joke about with you. I, I get where they're coming from because mm-hmm. if I have a daughter, we have kids and, you know, I have a daughter. She's not leaving the house, dude. <laughs> We're homeschooling her. We're locking her up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. She's not going out. She is not going out. I'll be on the, somehow I'm going to um, put those little apps on their phone. And, and track her. <laughs> track her and, then and there's listen like, to. There's like a um, voice alert. In yeah. The- I'll do what your dad did and just chime in like, hey, 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 get off the phone. <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> Except with cell phones. No, uh, that's that's a little much. It's a that's little a little much. much. But see, that, that was also a problem too. Like I wish they would have just talked to me. And, and kind teach of- you you need those skills that's the thing right because mm-hmm. it, it's funny how um i don't know if it's just an asian thing but like uh immigrant parents too or, or whatnot but like in some cultures i know with like ours right the uh <laughs> they 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 don't let you date so you don't have experience you don't know how to talk to the opposite sex mm-hmm. and they they make it all about study 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 and then before you know it it's like you're in college you're you graduated you did all this stuff you're an adult now and then like after you right after you graduate they're like so when are you getting married <laughs> it's like really <laughs> you didn't even let me date like what are you talking about how am i supposed to like even talk to another you know opposite opposite sex. Uh, female yeah right uh, again thankfully and this is where sometimes you have to think for yourself, right? And you have to, um, I mean, your parents are always looking out for you and they're, they want what's best. But sometimes you also have to think for yourself. And sometimes, oh, got to be very careful here about like uh, disobeying them a little. A li- yeah. Like with certain things, right? Like for, for dating, like I didn't listen to my mom. At, I mean, I did up until high school, but mm-hmm. then I started thinking about it. I'm like, dude, this is insane. Yeah. Like I'm going to be in college. I'm going to meet a lot of people. I want to be able to experience this part of life before um, I graduate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I went for it. Yeah. Didn't I didn't rub it in her face. I was like, mom, look at all these girls I'm going out with or anything like that. But still, it was just something that I felt like I needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be an adult enough at some point or uh, independent enough to make that decision for yourself because your parents don't know everything either. No. And I just felt like, you know, the fact that they were so um, strict on dating or just even talking to the opposite sex. Yeah. um, That it made it kind of hard and, you know, a little bit of awkwardness. For sure. That carries through your kind of your adulthood. For sure. 
you're and you know for some people um they're unable to break out of that yeah. awkwardness absolutely um you know but i i wish i wish my parents just kind of you know talk to me um about the importance of you know why why you know they they're doing certain things and you know just uh, just loosening explaining it to explaining you. it to me allowing and you know allowing me to make smart decisions on my right. own right instead right instead of just um putting like so much restriction restrictions on, you and, like, on me that, prohibiting and usually that never works out yeah because like it, you hear it all the time and i've seen kids too like uh, i met some people in college where they were like so strict like their parents were so strict on them um, that when they got to college they and they went had wild. That freedom, oh man, they're like the yeah. wildest kids, right? Yeah. And I don't blame them. It's like you just let out this, an like somebody that's been caged for so long and they're just going, you know, crazy. Mm -hmm. They're the biggest partiers, right? Yeah. So I think it's fine to balance, but, you know, growing up with immigrant parents, um, especially Asian ones, that's, that's kind of what we had to deal with was um, having that strict guideline. And it does, I think, I agree with you, it it uh, stunted some of our growth from a social level. Yeah. And you see people, you know, they don't have social skills after they be already an, an adult and they don't know how to talk to the opposite sex. They don't know how to, you know, um, date. Mm -hmm. And then they get their parents get mad at them. Like they're 40 years old. And it's like, why aren't you married? Da -da -da -da. Yeah. What's wrong with you? And it's like, because you never let them ha like learn that skill. Yeah. Or like, um, I know like my, my, especially my dad. Yeah. Um, and my mom too. No makeup. Right. Fashion was a no no. <laughs> you couldn't dress up. Yeah. I couldn't dress up. Um, yeah. And I, I've always been intrigued with makeup because I, I saw my, my friends wearing makeup and, yeah. that, and, you know, or, you know, flipping through Vogue. I'm like, oh, I want a lip gloss or, you know, something. Um, but like you said, um, I would, I guess express that need of mine by I would go to my friend's house, one of my friend's house, and yeah. and you know start playing with their their makeup, <laughs> and I would make sure I wipe it all off before, before you went I, home. I got home. Wow. Yeah, I think that's where my um, makeup addiction ah. comes from. Now it's now that I have the the freedom to buy as much makeup or anything that I want. Um, <laughs> all that pent up yeah. all those years like take My that mom and dad you're like putting on lipstick, lipstick. <laughs> but it's eyeliner because now that I, I could you know buy whatever makeup and wear um whatever makeup i, I choose to it's funny because i don't even want to wear that much makeup anymore you've gotten it out of your system i think i did yeah but it was one of those things i totally get that yeah and yeah. i think that's why i went blonde too for mm -hmm. um, a period of time and <laughs> you've changed your like, hair colors yeah I, sure. I was changing my hair color and i went like super blonde was just for myself you know because yeah. my mom always um prohibited me from altering yeah. my hair right that like i just had to do it you went just ham. To, just, just to show them I'm an adult now. Right, I'm right, going right. to make my own decision. Oh, so rebellious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very um, liberating. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, I mean, and physical appearance, like style and all that, that was non-existent to, like for them, it's all about practicality. Does this shirt do cover your back? Does it... <laughs> Do you have a warm sweater? That's all that matters. That's it doesn't all. matter how it looks. My mom would always say that. 
why does it matter what it looks like dude this shirt is like ugly she's like it doesn't matter how it looked are you warm are you warm okay okay then then be quiet <laughs> so that was it that was the end of it so i i never i never um learned about the importance of appearance and uh you know like as far as like looking like obviously like your your face you can't change and certain things right like physical features you know but like your outward appearance like how you dress how you smell you know all those things what kind of uh how well put together are you is what i'm trying to say mm -hmm. um that never crossed my mind or ne it was never taught to me and i learned it actually from you when we first started dating like you gave me a whole makeover because there were things that mm, I mean, you were wearing a baggy tan suit, <laughs> um, brown shoes with the tan There was suit. no color coordination. Yeah. There was no rhyme or reason. Or khakis. Oh, I don't know. Like, I called it um, <laughs> poop color. Oh my God, the color of poop. That's poop, right. Bird poop colors. Like yeah, what are you wearing? And I'm like, uh, what do you mean? My uh, suit. <laughs> yeah, I go to see clients and do business like this. And you were like mortified. Oh, and you had the mohawk hair. Oh, yeah. My hairstyle was way worse. Yeah. You had mo mohawk hair. And you were wearing... It's nice now. Yeah. Poop-colored <laughs> poop suit that didn't even fit well. And on top of that, brown shoes with poop I had colored. no clue when it came to style. <laughs> and the thing is, uh, because I, I didn't date a lot of... Uh, I didn't have a lot of serious girlfriends at that time um, before you. Uh, nobody ever... You know, but that's kind of hard up, to, you know? to tell. And it's not everybody. I don't like your style. Yeah, that's kind of hard. It takes a special. It, it took a little bit of time before I'm like, oh, honey, maybe you should invest in better fitted, better quality suits. Yeah, there was a whole makeover. Where yeah. I think that's a different topic. Yeah, that's we a can different, definitely that's a get different on that. Topic. You're, you're getting riled up now. Sorry, sorry. You're like, there's sorry. so much I want to disclose. <laughs> We're going to keep some of that for the next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but getting back on track. So, um staying out of trouble right all that um oh i think the other thing was you know one of the things i was taught especially uh growing up in a rougher area in east los angeles during the 90s with mm -hmm. all the gangs and everything and being uh in a predominantly hispanic community um you know we were one of the few asian families in that area mm -hmm. uh you get picked on a lot right yeah you're fish out of water you're you know, you're the minority. Yeah, right, your parents didn't really speak English that well. Right. They're busy working. And so yeah. uh, I got bullied a lot when I was growing up. And, and I was small, too, you know, um, before I had two growth spurts in high school. Um, and that was like a common thing, right? You get picked on, um, unfortunately, right? Mm -hmm. And another podcast, another time, too, right? We'll get into details. But um, they always taught us to, like, don't fight back which was weird, right? Nowadays, it'd be like, hell no, I'm fighting back. You know, I'm gonna defend myself, right? Yeah. But for them, it was always taught, like, if somebody's trying to do something, just walk away. Just walk away. But I see, though, um, you know, because if you fight back, especially during the 90s, when violence- You could get killed. You yeah. literally could get killed. You could have gotten killed. Yeah. You could get killed, or if you get beat up or whatever, then- you know, you're going to get in, in trouble with school, right, for starting a fight or defending yourself, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And that could jeopardize your chances of getting into college, right? Yeah. You have you have things to lose. So I, I get it. I see where they were coming from. Yeah. But, you know, I just, I, I wish they, 
I don't know. I guess I didn't understand it at that time, and I had a little bit. And it of, wasn't, you know, because our school was so um, populated. It was, you know, the number of students really outnumbered the teachers. Sure, and the, they can't enforce the, everything. Yeah, exactly. So enforcement was very lacking, mm-hmm. right? So if you got picked on or. Um, a fight starts, the chances of someone, you know, stepping in to b- break up that fight before you got injured was very small. Right. So I think by just walking away, it prevents you from getting injured. But I think that was unhealthy, though, too, because I would have so much anger. Yeah. And like, I it hurt my self-esteem, too, because it was like not being able to defend yourself or stand up for yourself or fight back, even though you wanted to. Yeah. Um, you felt like a victim and there was and no it hurts to, your self-confidence. Yeah. And there was no one or counselors or anyone to talk about that. Right. Yeah. You I mean, just kind of have to, you take it, you take it, you endure it and yeah. it sucked. And it's like you, because you're focusing on our, I got to get through school. I got to get good grades. I got to, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. I'm just trying to survive. It wasn't even about anything else than that. But yeah, that was the, the mentality was to just walk away. Right. Let it go. Um, and yeah, violence is never the answer. No, no, it's never the answer. And it's still to this day. Um, but of course, I think we didn't even have the, the option of talking to somebody or telling somebody and, and them helping to or protect it. us. Right. That's, that's what, you know, was I, frustrating. I think it's, it's great to hear nowadays, like with kids, cause bullying has always been around. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's more talked about now than mm-hmm. it was before yeah um and it's also uh a, it's a real issue you know like kids get bullied all the time and some of some of the bullying it's really bad it's very brutal and it's not just the physical stuff but it's just like how it impacts a kid especially being that young like hurts their self-esteem their um their confidence and you know that's going to carry over to them as an adult it took me a long time to mm-hmm. rebuild that confidence and to be able to break out of my shell you know, yeah. all those different things. Um, but anyways, why I brought that up was that was just more, I don't know if it was a cultural thing or if it's like a uh, immigrant parent thing, just stay out of trouble, right? Don't yeah. affiliate yourself with gangs and things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, again, want you to protect your future, Yeah. right? Yeah, and that's where the, the discipline comes oh, in. Oh, yeah, oh, right? yeah. Right? Um, I think that's why they, they, that's, I think that's another reason why they were packing us with, like the extra homework and the, the tutor <laughs> sure. and the um, extracurricular activities was to help us stay out of yeah. trouble. Keep you so busy that you don't have time to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, after school, you're going to tutoring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they they really helped um, teach us a lot of life skills too. For sure. Like that how we to, still have today. Yeah. Like to do chores. Yes. They taught us how to do laundry. Uh-huh. Um, do the dishes. Being responsible. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, even as a kid, like my siblings and I, we would all have to chip in, you know, as a family. And it was always explained to us, look, mom and dad, we're working to bring money into the household. But every you guys all have a role to play. Uh-huh. I love that, too. And yeah. I, I think we still carry that. It's like we're a family. We're a unit. We're a team. We all have each other's backs. And everybody needs to learn to pull their weight. Mm-hmm to help out somehow with the family. So a lot of times when my parents being busy um, working, you know, they're tired by the time they get home. Mm -hmm. 
like now they have to cook a meal right do all these things so they taught us how to like clean the house how to cook right how to chip in with the chores and it, it was just something that was normal you know help out with the backyard take out the trash uh, cut the grass you know all those different things and i think those are really really good things that we you know it sucked at the time don't get me yeah. wrong as a kid that's the last thing you want to do but taught us great skills that we yeah. can we can carry on forever yeah and i had chores too i didn't have to do the the cooking mm-hmm. but um i had to help clean the house clean the bathroom um do my own laundry at least my own laundry and fold my clothes oh good um and you know contribute and do dishes right contribute to the household but um they didn't give us any allowances for that we didn't get awarded. <laughs> what is that <laughs> yeah we didn't get awarded for doing chores yeah. it was something you had to do that was just a responsibility exactly as part of being in the family mm-hmm. that you have to contribute to the family right it wasn't like all right let me i'll pay you 10 bucks if you go take out the trash or something or wash the car yeah it was like no you 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 do that that's what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. it was never an option it was just this is what you do as part of the family that's your responsibility so it taught us a lot about that mm-hmm. for sure and how important family is yeah i think that's why um families are a little bit more tight-knit right yeah and you're right they did emphasize a lot on family mm-hmm. we had a lot of family dinners yeah uh, family events yeah um i remember like dinner time it was like you stop everything that you're doing. It's dinner time with the family. Everybody needs to sit around, no distractions. And we're just going to have dinner, a nice meal together. We're going to chit chat and talk, right? Those mm-hmm. were very important things. And I mean, we still practice that today. Yeah. And we're probably going to continue to do that for the rest of our life. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I love dinner that Dinner time, um, you and I, we put our cell phones away. No social media, no distractions. We enjoy a meal together. Yeah. And then we talk about our day. It's just connecting. That's how you build and strengthen relationships, you know. And I think that's even more important now than ever, right? Because there's so many damn distractions. Yeah. So I want to see that being brought back or more, you know, popular. Yeah. 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 And I know my parents, um, they practiced a lot of positive reinforcement (laughs) as well. Um, Well, being a free-range baby, of course. (laughs) Yeah, like... My parents would bring me to the mall and, you know, I love fashion. I love um, luxury bags. Um, My mom would take me to the stores. We would do a little window shopping or sometimes go in and she'll let me feel the leather um, of these nice bags that I always drooled over. Um, We would walk around like Nordstrom's and look at all the like expensive, nice clothes and my mom would always remind me that if I worked hard, um, if I went to school, um, if I, you know, secured myself a good job, then I could have it all. Like nothing, nothing is stopping you from, uh, you know, getting Getting everything that you want. Wow. So that sounds very nice because my parents. My mom is a very nice person. You've met her. She is. She's a sweetheart. Um, My parents were, shall we say, More traditional Chinese or more traditional Asian parenting, uh, they for sure used the opposite approach. It was not. Um, <laughs> and again, they're coming from a great place, right? I love them. It's always from love. Yes. We have to remind ourselves. And it's it's kind of the, the parenting style they 
tough were probably love. brought up on. Yeah, tough love and all that. But uh, <laughs> my dad, I remember very distinctly, and I was telling you a little bit about this before, uh, you know, to try to motivate us to study hard and why we have to do it is um, he took us down a skid row. You know, he drove <laughs> us down the skid row um, and made us kind of, you know, look at uh, what, what life could be like um, if we don't work hard, if we don't study, we don't focus on, you know, working and, and being our best to get a good job, right? And, and uh, providing, right, for ourselves and our families. So he would, be, he would take us down to Skid Row and point, point out, like, look, do you want this for your life? And we were like, I don't even know how old, but like we were pretty young at that point. And that still stuck with me. And I was like, oh, okay. That if I want, work. if I was slacking off, that, that worked too. I was like, I would think, I was like, oh man, I don't want to sleep on the streets. You know, Yeah. I'm going a, I'm to a read this extra chapter. I'm going to you know, spend a little bit more time um, mm -hmm. on the studies. Yeah. So it worked too um, in that regard. <laughs> but I was a little bit of a wild child and a little bit of a, I did still get in trouble, you know, here and there. Um, and, and for sure they, they implemented disciplinary actions. Um, so I think I appreciate that as I get older, um, if you're not at least a little bit afraid of your parents, there's a problem, right? When you're a kid, mm -hmm. uh, in the sense that, cause I've seen kids where they're not afraid of their parents at all and they walk all over their parents. You know, there's no ground rules. There's, there's no repercussions. They can do whatever the hell they want. You know, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that they put in those disciplines, you know, for us. Yeah. And I'm glad because it's, you know, taught us how to be um, responsible adults. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I think when it came to like just, I don't know, um, overall like style. I mean, my mom, you could say is a little overprotective. Is that? <laughs> Till this day. <laughs> Uh, in my 30s and, uh, you know, still calls me every day just to check in. And moms will be moms. Yeah. I get it. I love my mom and I appreciate her checking in. But <laughs> it's definitely overprotecting, overprotective. Yeah. And I joke with her about it sometimes. So I'm like, mom, I'm going to be like 70 years old, 80 years old. And you'll still call me. <laughs> to and check ask, in. Yeah. Like, did you, you eat? Did you eat? Come. When are you coming over to drink soup? Right. That's. <laughs> It's cold out. Put on an extra sh shirt or sweater. It's like, mom, are you serious right now? Like, this is crazy. You're like, I think I could take care of myself now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you want to wrap up with? Anything else that you think about um, from our, from growing up with immigrant parents? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually. Uh-oh. Um, diet. Well, talking about dinners, mm. diet and food was very important yeah. to us. Um, you know, my parents always made us. I appreciate now, now that I'm adult, um, I understand that, you know, going, I see it going to work and coming home to cook a hot meal. It's, it's, such, hard. it's so difficult. And, you know, I appreciate, so, appreciate it so much more now because they do that for us Every, every day. single day. Yeah. There is not a day that I went home without a hot meal. So shout outs to all the hardworking parents, you know, yeah, um, who make sure that there's still a hot plate, you know, for your family. And um, thank you so much. You know, yeah. thank you. Yeah. But when I was growing up, I didn't understand or value that. I was kind right. of a little bit embarrassed almost. Yeah. Um, you know, because the kids would make fun of my meals 
Well, because you what? You brought lunch to Once school? I, I did, but okay. I stopped because of the, the teasing. that. Oh, like on. your mom would prep a meal, like a lunchbox for you, an mm-hmm. Asian food? Yeah. And, you know, keep in mind, this was in the, the 90s or early 2000s when um, Asian food was not the cool it thing yet. <laughs> right? The hipster thing. Yeah, the hipster thing. Um, so my mom would pack me a meal and I was embarrassed to open it up to oh, eat it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because the kids would be like, ew, what's that? Or what's that? that smells. What's like, that smell? Because yeah. it's not a bologna sandwich. It's not Lunchables. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I would get so envious of all the, the kids that got a, a Lunchables. All they wanted was just a Lunchables, especially on field trips. So crazy. Because that's what you thought was normal. Again, it's like fitting in, right? Yeah, I just wanted to fit in and you don't not be, be outcasted or exactly. sit at another table because my food smells. <laughs> oh, that sounds so, <laughs> that's sad. so sad. That happened to me too. Yeah. Same thing, same experience. I'm sure there's other people out there that probably went through the same thing, you know? Oh. I don't know why I'm laughing, but it's hilarious. Yeah, you, you're laughing at your trauma. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it was so like, funny. yeah, you're totally right. It was like you were embarrassed of the food that your mom like home cooked, like made out of love and everything. Yeah. And um, it, she probably spent hours. And it was it. bomb yeah. food too. It was, so it was delicious food. But then yeah. it was sad. I remember telling them, and I think she got a little hurt because of that. Like because they don't understand. Yeah, like wait, why do you want like these like refrigerated you know preserved, preserved food they when didn't i just understand it either. yeah i just spent an hour making you this delicious fresh whole foods meal mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so that it was bone crazy. broth life <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were we had bone broth when we were kids before it was cool right yeah. nowadays it's like oh you got to have this bone broth for <laughs> collagen collagen to keep you young. For your skin maybe that's why asians and are probiotics and prebiotics in the bone broth such, for gut yeah, health. all these good things in there yeah yeah maybe that's why asians age well huh age maybe. a little bit better have nice skin some of us not all yeah. <laughs> but yeah, food was a bit, uh, definitely, you know, part of that upbringing. Mm-hmm. Interestingly. Yeah. Yeah. Always, always afraid to bring my food. Yeah. But that changed but over that time. But that changed over yeah. time. Which is cool to see. And, and yeah. you know, Asian food, there's so many different types of Asian food. And, um, you know, food is one of our biggest passions. So mm-hmm. Now I get like a little joy when an yeah. Asian restaurant wins an award or what best of, you know, blank, mm-hmm. right? It's like, it's like, wow, we've come a long way. I know. You have a lot of shows now that yeah. highlight and showcase Asian cuisine um, as well. So mm-hmm. it's really cool. It's really get cool. Get some representation there. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes I, I think like Asian food gets they get looked down on almost right where it's never considered like gourmet Gourmet. michelin worthy or you know because usually like what french food or right like those are considered more like high class type of food Mm -hmm. um or like fine dining but it's cool to see now like asian because it's delicious i'm like why is this not considered it's cool to see michelin stars like asian Mm -hmm. restaurants winning these michelin stars is like amazing yeah yeah, I'm getting hungry now, yeah, now that you're too. talking about food. <laughs> it's almost dinner time. Yeah, it's almost dinner time. So um, any final, you know, words for people out there about this subject? Um, I think it's just um, there's no, you know, right way of 
growing up, there is no right way of parenting. Yeah. You know, we're not here to um, <laughs> shame or make fun of anyone, but this is just our bringing. This is what our, our, our experience was. Yeah, this yeah. is our experience. And the cool thing is, as now as adults, um, we get to filter out what we want to, if, when, if and when we have kids, um, you know, we get to pick the best of both worlds. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Because we went through it. Because there's certainly some things that we agree with and we like mm -hmm. and that we still practice today from, you know, the things that our parents taught us. But then there's also things that we've learned through growing up in America um, and some more of the Western things that we yeah. do here, um, which is really cool. So, and I think you appreciate it more as an adult. It's like, oh, I'm glad my parents, you know, gave us that extra tutoring or, yeah. you know, made us learn a different language or, you know, whatever it is, right? You look back and and you actually see the value now. It's like, oh, wow, that's why they forced me to yeah. do that at and that I, time. And I appreciate <laughs> it a lot more too because I, I, you know, it's hard for them because they left their country into a new country. With nothing. Yeah, and it's crazy how many resources they were able to find for us. Absolutely. To do, To right? figure it out even. To like, figure it out. And it wasn't like my parents' English were good. It was like broken English. Well, your mom had to learn English. She At went to ESL. school yeah, in she, addition to going to work. And that was the same with my dad. Yeah. It, when you think about the immigrant like journey, it's pretty crazy like mm -hmm. what they went through um, and... and um, what they sacrificed, what they had to do, and how resourceful they had to be to figure it out. Yeah. Because I sometimes I think I'm like, I don't know if I could be it would be able to do it. You throw me in another country with the same type of scenario. You don't know anybody. Yeah. You don't know the language. You have no money in your pocket. Yeah. And you have to build a family and a life. And it's kind of scary too. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like my brother and I, we were what like two to five around that range. Yeah. Can you imagine my parents, like one wrong move and we could end up on the street. And that's the thing. You're always in fear. And, yeah. and and that's why sometimes before you judge your parents or you get annoyed with them, especially if you have immigrant parents, mm -hmm. you got to think about it from their shoes, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, you're they're trying to protect you. They're trying to give you a better life. That's why they immigrated here in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so as their kid and someone that's been fortunate enough to grow up here with these opportunities and privileges take advantage of it and do something with it mm -hmm. right because I, I i always feel upset when i see people that have every privilege that they could possibly have here growing up in the u.s and they squander it they don't do anything with it they waste it you know yeah it's it's a shame because you don't realize how much your parents or the people that brought you here sacrificed for you mm -hmm. even if you don't have immigrant parents right yeah all right, I gotta get off my soapbox. I'm getting heated now. <laughs> okay, and I guess with that, and we, we'd love to hear your experience. Yeah. Your stories. Your upbringings. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Yeah. Well, um, so. Make sure you <laughs> subscribe to our Instagram page at Magnetic Mismatch. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube, ring the bell, give it a thumbs up. And if you're listening to us um, through via podcast, make sure you download the podcast mm. and give us a five-star rating. We'll link all the information below. Um, until next time. Yes. See you guys. Bye. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.